As we head into 2024, I think the Nationals have one thing that they could really hang their hat on, and that is they could be a contender by September. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. For all your latest Nationals news and notes, just make sure to check us out over on Twitter. Later on in today's show, kind of getting some Nationals ownership talk because it has been about almost two years now since the Nationals were contemplating a sale of the team, the Lerner family. Since then, we have not really heard all too much about which way that will be going towards. So we'll discuss that a little bit later on and what that means for the Nationals moving forward. Also, Nationals fans, you all know the Steven Strasburg debacle by now. Mark Zuckerman wrote about this heading into last weekend, and there's some interesting tidbits, I think, that I think a lot of people will have a lot of things to say about. We'll discuss that story a little bit later on as well. But we're going to start off kind of looking into some positive things with the Nationals heading into 2024. And overall, I think this Nationals team could start to look like some, maybe a contender, to say the least, heading into 2025 and beyond by September. But before that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel and Make every moment more right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started again. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. So with Steven Strasburg, obviously that is one of the bigger storylines heading into 2024. But we're going to start off with talking about why this Nationals team could be contenders by sometime this season in 2024. Now, am I saying that they're going to be in contention for the postseason come this September? Not necessarily, but I think they're going to take that turn kind of similar to what we saw back in 2011 heading into 2012, and that is when we could see the Nationals, number one, start to spend a little bit more money, and number two, just start to look like a better overall club. Now, here is what will have to happen, though. I think it starts with, first and foremost, C.J. Abrams and his breakout. When you take a look around the diamond at all nine positions on the field, all eight infield slash outfield positions, whatever you want to talk about here, it starts with C.J. Abrams. C.J. Abrams over the course of this summer as the Nationals started to get a little bit better, as they started to kind of pile up some wins during that summer retreat. You look at that and you kind of kind of say, what happened there? Number one, the pitching was overall better. Josiah Gray was pitching really well. Mackenzie Gore was pitching well. Jake Irvin was pitching really well at some portions of that part. But most importantly, C.J. Abrams at the top of the lineup, he was kind of the conductor of that Nationals revamped offense. Going into 2024, C.J. Abrams is going to have to have that breakout season yet again. Take a little bit more of a step up. Get a little bit more of those stolen bases and that power threat that he kind of showed at the second half of last season. C.J. Abrams is going to be at the forefront of this Nationals rebuild. He's going to be the guy who's 
on half street with his poster up there right outside nationals park. He's going to be on your soda. When you buy it at nationals park, his face and his number is going to be right there. And he's going to have a bobblehead day for the next five years or whatever it is. CJ Abrams. He's going to be at the forefront of this. He's going to have to be the guy to kind of be the leader of this team, in my opinion, and kind of show a lot of different people what we could be seeing down the road. It's not going to happen overnight. In fact, this probably won't happen overnight. He could start off a little bit slow. That's kind of what he has done over the last few seasons. He's even done that back early on in his minor league career. There's a lot of different things that could go wrong. But I look at this season, and with Abrams in particular, he could kind of set the, you could say the stones or for whatever worth with this Nationals team moving forward. But it starts with him. And I truly do believe in that aspect of this as we kind of enter 2024. But it's not also just about that. We also mentioned the starting rotation. During that summer, this past year in 2023, when the Nationals started to get kind of catch fire a little bit, you also saw a lot of different things. Josiah Gray really kind of honing in, having that all-star campaign. Mackenzie Gore going out there every five days, pitching five innings pitch, and overall stayed really consistent for this Nationals team in his first full season up in the big leagues. Jake Irvin kind of coming out of nowhere, pitching really well down the stretch, ultimately missing a start, and then after that start that he missed, looked really good down the stretch. Going into this year, a lot of the talk around town will be about this pitching staff. You have Patrick Corbin, final year of the free agency deal that he's kind of signed. We all know it's a debacle, Patrick Corbin, and that contract. But it's the final year of it, $35 million owed to him this season. I think we'll be out of the clear after this year. In fact, we will be. Trevor Williams, he'll probably be at the bullpen at this moment in time. We'll just have to see. But going forward, it's going to be about the youth in this Nationals rotation. And we kind of got a little bit of a taste of it just this last year. Josiah Gray having that all-star season, kind of breaking out, being that guy that you can kind of hang your hat on at the end of the year, saying he took a massive step up over the course of the last 365 days of this calendar year. Now going into 2024, is he going to continue that? I would expect. Is he going to take another step up? He could be. But ultimately, I think Mackenzie Gore is going to be the guy that we look back to and say, he took the biggest step up. This is, again, in my opinion, Mackenzie Gore, he's got that Cy Young caliber ceiling. Is he going to win one someday? I don't know. He's got a lot of things to work on going forward. But being a lefty pitcher, the elite stuff that he has had, the strikeout rate, the walk rate, even being a little inflated over the course of the last two seasons combined. Mackenzie Gore, he's got some stuff to work out. But I think with his stuff, the strikeout rate, really just the pizzazz of what he brings out there. Going out there, being a big game pitcher, in my opinion. I think that is something that with Nationals fans, you're kind of just hoping for the best and you're kind of just trying to grasp onto something. I think Mackenzie Gore is at the forefront of that as well. You talk about C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, they are hand in hand with each other. And they should be, by the way. When you have Juan Soto and you trade him away, you got to have big prospects in return. The Nationals, they got that. C.J. Abrams kind of had his breakout over the summer this last year. Can he continue that? I think he will. Can Mackenzie Gore do this now? In fact, Mackenzie Gore, again, in my opinion, probably has the highest ceiling of any Nationals player on this active roster sitting here today. I truly believe in that. And the reason why I say that is because I think he can win a Cy Young someday. I don't know if C.J. Abrams has that MVP caliber ceiling. 
we'll just have to see someday. But from what I've seen with the stuff of Gore, the curveball, the strikeout rate, the potential, the really the competitiveness as well, Mackenzie Gore's got that high ceiling that a lot of Nationals fans have been dreaming for for quite some time. Now, also, even beyond all that stuff, you had Cade Cavalli, a top prospect coming up, trying to make his second start up in the majors after having Tommy John surgery this last spring training. He's going to come up this time sometime early on in the summer. Is it mid-May? Is it later on in June? Probably somewhere in that time frame. But he's going to come up, and if he looks fine, then the Nationals, you're going to have a lot of youth in that rotation that a lot of people can kind of look forward to and say, I understand, I see the vision, and I see the direction of this organization going forward. Now, is this all going to happen under one umbrella? Is it all going to be a seamless transition in a 2024? Not necessarily, but it could. Is it going to? I can't say that here right now. We can definitely predict it. We can dream about it. And I think that's what a lot of Nationals fans kind of have to do at this moment in time. There's a lot of different things that could go the Nationals way, but there's also some things that could go the opposite way. But another thing that could have a huge impact in this is that you're going to have a top five prospect in all of baseball and maybe another top 10 prospect in all of baseball, James Wood and Dylan Cruz, making their come up to the major leagues. And once they make their debuts, once you have Dylan Cruz wearing number three in Washington, D.C., Manning Center Field, right outside Half Street there. You're going to see a lot of different things with this Nationals team. You're going to see a big impact in this Nationals lineup on top of a much better improved starting rotation and also on top of hopefully a better bullpen. I'm not asking for a 91 season in 2024, and I don't think a lot of Nationals fans either. We understand this is going to be a process. We understand that this is a rebuild that the Nationals are probably going to be in for the next season plus. But at the end of the day, I think this Nationals team and the direction that they are heading in I think we could start to kind of understand the process. I think by the end of this season, you could be looking at 2025 and say, maybe we can make the postseason. Maybe we can kind of make that run into October. Is it going to happen? Mm, Maybe. But at the end of the day, if you were to ask me, where are you going to put your cards? I'm going to put my cards in the table and say, by the end of 2024, you're going to see the process. You're going to see a lot of different results and a lot of different questions that have to be answered this year. I think you'll have those answers by the end of September come 2024. It's going to be an interesting one, but ultimately, the Nationals, while they still have a lot of great, there's a lot of good things to talk about. There's also some bad things to talk about, but ultimately, there is a franchise legend right now, Steven Strasburg, that in my opinion, has to be resolved and has to be resolved like right this second. We'll discuss Steven Strasburg and kind of the latest surrounding him as one of the franchise's biggest legends in the history of baseball here in Washington, D.C., someone who could have a statue outside Nationals Park for what he did in the 2019 World Series. There's a lot of different kind of drama floating around with Strasburg still. We'll discuss that after I tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. And guys, the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is so easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab and make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best way to find popular parlays, which I do every single weekend with FanDuel coming up week 18. 
The Commanders, they're going to need to lose to solidify that number two overall pick. And the Patriots, they're going to need to beat the Jets. So I'm going to have a parlay of the Commanders losing and the Patriots winning. We'll have the Commanders get that number two overall pick. And when you do that, you can do it with our friends at FanDuel. And when you go to FanDuel, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a big old layup. So FanDuel is the place where I want you to be. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Now we get back into it as the Nationals, the Washington Nationals. There's some good. We talked about the good in the first. Got to get some of the nitty-gritty stuff, kind of the house-cleaning stuff that not a lot of people really want to talk about. But ultimately, this has kind of been a thing since August. We've kind of gotten the – we've come to fruition here. We've all sat down at the table. We look around and say, Steven Strasburg is no more. He's not going to be pitching in the major leagues anytime soon. It's not going to happen. He's not going to come back. And at this moment, the Nationals and Steven Strasburg and Scott Boris, is his agent – they're all going to have to come to an agreement at some point in time. Mark Zuckerman, heading into last weekend, wrote a story and kind of just dropped this in the middle of it that some Nationals fans, including myself, including maybe you listening at home, saw and may have kind of turned your stomach the wrong way, to say the least. In this story that Mark Zuckerman wrote for MassInSports.com, this was one of the quotes that kind of popped out to me. Quote, he has since turned sour towards some members of Nats ownership when talking about Steven Strasburg, with the financial details of his exit now in dispute, putting a formal announcement on hold for months with no idea how or when it will end, according to sources familiar with the discussions. Steven Strasburg, 2019 World Series MVP. 2010, when he made his debut, one of the best debuts in Major League Baseball history. He's going to go down as one of the Nationals franchise legends. He's going to have his number 37 retired up in the Raptors alongside Ryan Zimmerman and the likes of those guys. You cannot mess this up. The Nationals fans and Steven Strasburg, Nationals players, there is no one who looks worse in this scenario than the Washington Nationals. Maybe it's not just the Nationals, and maybe it is Scott Boris and Steven Strasburg kind of playing along and doing their job of trying to get the most money out of this. Whatever it is, Steven Strasburg is going to be owed the same amount of money if he retires today, or if he just stayed around for this entire contract. The most disturbing part of this story, in my opinion, is that it sounds like at this moment in time, Steven Strasburg seems at pretty decent odds with this ownership group. He does not seem thrilled with the current situation right now, with kind of how they have handled this, how they have leaked stuff to the press, how they have come out and said that we expect Steven Strasburg for spring training. Whatever all the weirdness has been, this is what I think people should care about the most. I'm a people person. I'm a people pleaser. I like to kind of smooth things over. I don't want any enemies enemies out there, you'd say. This scenario is bad. Steven Strasburg, all he has ever done is good for this organization. He has gone out there. He has been hurt. He has played through injuries. He has put his literal arm on the line for this Nationals team. That 2019 run, it probably gassed his arm. We all know that. He was at an innings limit back after Tommy John surgery. And most importantly, after all the injuries and really just all the lingering stuff that happened over the last 10 years, you kind of saw that coming for quite some time. But you cannot let it go down the drain like this. You just cannot do that. With number 37, so when you walk around Nationals Park, every single game, every single section that you look at, 
You're going to see a jersey of him. You're going to see a normal baseball jersey of him. Number 37, that is a number that if you walk into the DMV, if you walk into a local sports bar and you say number 37, they're going to respond back with, that's Steven Strasburg's number. You cannot mess up this process the way that the Nationals have. That is the one biggest grunt that I have with this ownership group sitting here today. I don't really care too much about the free agency spending. Does it suck? Yeah, it does kind of suck. I would like to have my Jason Worth right here and right now to kind of get this winning culture back in D.C. I would like the Nationals to kind of take some steps up and be a little bit better and kind of have a little bit more awareness of what they are right now. But most importantly, Steven Strasburg, someone who should be a renowned name here in D.C., that is someone that you cannot mess around with, I think, here. You cannot mess up this process the way that the Nationals have and the way that they continue to do so, in my opinion. You announced this big retirement party. You announced this big press conference that a lot of people are going to be tuning in for. And then all of a sudden, that press conference is no more. There's a lot of different things you can be upset about with this learner ownership group. But it starts with this, in my opinion. The way that this Steven Strasburg debacle has really just kind of carried on over time, there is no clarity. Now, Steven Strasburg, he has not commented pub- publicly on it. Scott Boris, he has also not really publicly, publicly commented about this entire issue. There's blame to go around. I'm sure there is. Maybe the Nationals, maybe they're a little bit premature in announcing all that. Maybe Scott Boris and maybe Steven Strasburg, maybe they were a little premature coming to the Nationals to try to do all that. But regardless, here's the situation. It's looking as if Steven Strasburg is there's a 99.99% chance he will never take a single pitch in Major League Baseball yet again. That is inevitable at this point, unfortunately. Do what's right. You don't have insurance on the contract. You're going to have to be paying him every single penny of that massive seven-year deal. He's going to have $35 million on the books from this year all the way through 2026. It's going to be a lot of money, but you're going to have to cough it up no matter which way you look at it. Maybe they can come to a settlement. I don't know. I'm no, I'm no sports agent. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have difference of opinions on this. But I know this. The Learner Ownership Group, at times, they have been great. I don't think they're as bad as a lot of people say they are. We know bad ownership here in D.C. You've seen Dan Snyder with the Commanders. You've seen him and what he has done. You've seen some owners... In other markets as well, David Tepper from the Carolina Panthers. You've seen what a lot of bad owners do. John Fisher with the Oakland A's. We know bad ownership. We don't have that bad. But here's where it gets a little sticky. This is kind of where that argument gets a little more tricky. When you have this Steven Strasburg debacle, and that's what it is, a big debacle. At the end of the day, the Nationals, the Lerner family, Mike Grizzo, the front office, something is going to have to be resolved. Something will have to get kind of cured in this situation. You cannot have one of your franchise legends with Steven Strasburg, your World Series MVP, and 10 years down the road, when you have that reunion, when you have Max Scherzer, Ryan Zimmerman, Juan Soto, in 10, 20, 25 years, 30, 45 years, when they are coming back for their reunions, You can't have number 37 not be there because the way that they were treated by this ownership group. And if that is the case, a lot of people are going to be upset. And that script of the Lerner family and the Lerner ownership group 
it's going to be kind of flipped in a sense. If Steven Strasburg, if he feels some type of way about that ownership group, I can tell you that right now. That is something that a lot of people may not agree with. But ultimately, if they do mess this up, and if Steven Strasburg is like, I'm done with this organization. The Learner Ownership Group, they're going to have a lot to say to Nationals fans because they ain't going to be happy. I can tell you that right now. Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Again, Locked On Sports Today. Next, let's talk about the Nationals' ownership situation because that's also kind of a big story and kind of headline of 2023 that has still yet to be resolved. What will the learner ownership group, will we have the clarity in 2024? Because in my opinion, I think that's really all we need. I'll explain after this. And again, thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And if you haven't done so already, check us out over on YouTube at Locked On Nationals. Make sure to search Locked On Nationals and hit that subscriber button. And of course, not just YouTube, but wherever you get your pods, just search Locked On Nationals there. As the Learner family kind of goes into 2024, listen, I'll kind of reiterate this fact. I don't think they're the worst owners in all of baseball. I don't think they're even nearly close to that, in my opinion. Are they a great ownership group? No, they're not a great ownership group, but I don't think they're as bad as everyone says. Again, let's reiterate this. We've won a World Series. Is it because of them or is it in spite of them? Who knows? That's a different debate for a different day. But you can talk about this. They're fine. They have been able to spend in years past. You could kind of make up their spending habits right now as to why they're in a rebuild. But the part where, again, kind of frustrates me again, not just the Steven Strasburg situation, but just the cloudiness that has kind of just been hanging over Nationals Park since they announced that they were exploring a sale. They never said that they were going to sell the team, but they also never said that they were not going to sell the team. That was right in the spring of 2022. It's almost two years to the date now. We are going to be two years from the date this April to May from when the learners kind of announced that they were exploring a sale of the team. Right after they explored a sale of the team, you trade away your top superstar with Juan Soto, one of the game's brightest stars in today's today's baseball sphere, you could say, and one of the brightest stars in Nationals history, winning a World Series at the age of 20 and 21 years old, having a dominant, dominant rookie campaign at 19 years old, going into 2019, all the way through 2022 with the Nationals. There's a lot of different things you can take away from that. But we need some we need some clarity. That is what we need. The Nationals fans, Nationals players, Nationals ownership, Nationals freaking employees, the guys who work at your local Nats hot dog vending, the guy who's your beer man in Section 107, all the different things. People need some clarity on this. Are you going to sell the team or are you not? That is just kind of what I want to know. Now, at this moment in time, just kind of reading the tea leaves, I would probably bet against the Nationals going up for sale at some point this season officially. I just would. That's just where I believe at this moment in time. But I don't want to hear it just from me. 
I'm just a guy who just kind of talks about baseball and who enjoys it. I want to hear it from the Nationals. I want to hear it from the learnership, learner ownership group. I just said learnership. Jeez, long weekend. I want to hear it from them. Put out a statement. Tell us what you're thinking. Maybe it is bad for business. And maybe that's why the Nationals won't be doing this. But ultimately, I don't really think it's fair. I don't think it's fair for the Nationals fans who put their money, their hard-earned money, into this team, go out there and buy season tickets and all the different things. As this team is in a rebuild, fans are already frustrated as it is. We can't even kind of bet on the fact that the Nationals will still have these owners by this time next year. We just want to know. And it's not just us, by the way. The players will want to know. The people and the families of the players. The coaching staff, the front office, the people who, again, who are vendors at Nationals Park, the people who are affected by this every single day. They want to know and they want to have some clarity at the end of the season and really even before the season. It's been two years. Two damn years. You haven't heard a pin drop about it. You've heard Mike Rizzo say the learners are more involved as ever. Yeah, but they also haven't really come out and say the way that Artie Moreno and the Angels did. Come out and say, we're no longer going to be exploring the sale of the team. They have not said that. You've seen the stories of where Ted Leonsis, the owner of the Capitals and the Wizards, has come out, and he hasn't said anything publicly about it. But you've all seen the speculation and all the rumors that the Washington Post has written about and all the other different storylines here. you got to see what this Nationals team and really what this ownership group will do in the year of 2024, and that's going to be a big headline to watch, again, as we enter this new year. Thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check us out over on YouTube. Just search Locked On Nationals there. And as well as check out my Twitter at RyanClary11 for all your latest Nationals news and notes. That is where you'll find the best on Nationals Twitter, to say the least. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. And of course, Enjoy the new year. Happy new year. Hope you enjoyed the weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow about the next Nationals news and notes. See you on the flip side.